an android, finds humanity in the form of his own boner. This is Slipstream on Stinger Madness. Hello and welcome to Stinger Madness. I'm your host, Justin. I've got Sam and I've got Jackie here. How are you, Jackie? Uh, yeah. A little confused. Yeah, a little. Say hi to the folks at home, Sam. Hi, folks at home, Sam. There you go. Classic joke. Classic. <laughs> that, I, that, I, that I really tried not to do. Did you notice the pause between, like, hi, folks at home? Am. <laughs> I didn't want to tell that joke, but I'm legally obligated to. <laughs> the dangers of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so Slipstream, starring Mark Hamill. And that's we answered the question from the uh the point five was who's top billing? Mm-hmm. And then because it's on the cover, it's uh Bob Peck. Yeah. If you go on to IMDb or Wikipedia, it's Bob Peck. Uh-huh. But if you see the poster, Mark Hamill's like the face. Right. And then at the end of the movie, Hamill comes up first. So uh-huh. Hamill actually got top billing. Yeah. But really, the movie, the main character is, I think, Bill Paxton? No, I think it's Bob Peck. Is it? Yeah, I think it's about Bob Peck. Uh, I think, here's I think why Bill it's Paxton's not. just a douche that happens to be Here there. Here is why it's not. Oh. The last scene is Bill Paxton and his new he honey. He does get to close it. What and happens to Bill the Paxton? The dream of his oh, uh, balloons is to come to fruition. Yes. With all, it, it's about Bill Paxton. What a terrible mess this film is. It is a hot mess. Indeed. That's just weird. I Like, who's the main character of this film? We don't fucking know. We don't know. Who's the main actor of this film? We don't fucking know. Let's just sprinkle them all in there. Yeah, like the... The makers of the film didn't know, so they left it to three dickheads to figure out 20 years later. Yeah, exactly. Primary question, who's the main character? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange film. It's very confusing. Uh, the writing is quite bad. It's ad hoc writing. Yeah. It's, it's let's do this now because we're, we're not unable to do what we were wanting to do. The visual effects are... Leave a lot to be desired. The, the principal photography with the planes was good. It's just whenever they tried to do mat work, it was quite bad real bad which is like i guess it's all the money that all comes down to the money and didn't have enough of it and shit went awry travel cost too much but if anybody knows how to do mat work it should be gary kurtz he worked with the guy uh-huh. that really figured out how to do it right yeah uh how do you screw that up i don't know i guess not enough money yeah i guess uh, yeah it doesn't look good uh it is kind of a, like you say though there is some uh uh photography of them flying around over Turkey that is pretty cool looking. There's the aerials of Scotland were good looking too. Yeah. Um, I like the, the little kind of like mountain adobe type villages that are scattered throughout the land that, uh, obviously they didn't build those. So I'm assuming that that's just, they, yeah, they, they, they have turkey houses like that. Ruins. Yeah. Ruins essentially that are built into the side of a mountain where people lived at one point in time. Kind of cool. Uh, I like, of course, the, uh, the museum sequence where they live in the museum and enjoy life with, uh, the locals that live there. That, that was at the Albert Hall Museum, or not the Albert Hall Museum, the Prince Albert Museum in London. Jackie and I went there and saw it. Recognized it quite quick. And that's when I came back into this movie. Yeah, I like, yeah. there's, there's kind of a whole 
similarity in this film to a boy and his dog. It's, it's the ki- kind of like that. So I think and I haven't seen it yet, but like the road, the Cormac McCarthy novel, kind of capitalizes on the same thing. It's that you you know you're the post apocalyptic traveling tale. Yeah, with, and uh, with strange characters with, discovered along the way, and where I think the essential failing of this is that it does exactly the opposite of what she does so well. She doesn't mention anything that you don't get to see. They didn't scrap some of the ideas that they couldn't pay for in the screenplay. They mentioned the convergence over and over again, but we never really get to see what happened when the convergence. What is the convergence? That's they talk about towns. One of my questions constantly mm-hmm. talk about all these places that you never get to go that mm-hmm. were probably in the original plan, but now that there isn't the money, we can't do it. So when you, I've been actually at the helm of a couple of short films that turned into absolute disasters that were over ambitious, and that was one of the things that I can tip my hat to myself. If we can't do it, we're not going to fucking mention it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that this movie, if they had been able to do it the way they wanted it to do it, probably would have been four hours long. It probably would have been two and a half, but at least it would have probably made sense too. Yeah, it would have made sense. This movie drug on long enough. Yeah. It was only, it, I thought it was like two and a half hours, and I look at it as an hour and 42 minutes. I was like, whoa, this is not going fast. There's some sequences where not a whole lot happens, and they, they kind of drag on. And it, it, there's lots of, again, going back to the aerial footage, there's lots of that where it's just aerial footage for 10 minutes on screen, and you're going, nothing is happening. They're just they're just flying around. The planes were cool. I liked, uh, I liked Mark Hamill's space plane thing, those ultralight Things that were really popular in the 80s, people would build and yeah. unique looking and buy wings and uh, yeah. Hamels wasn't an ultra That was an actual, uh, that would have to have a flight designation. That was a plane. Yeah, it was a plane, but they're like ultralights. Yeah, uh, Paxton's, I think, would have classified as an ultralight. Yeah. It was an overwing. It didn't have a full uh, cabin. It was it was a real small plane. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. The concept of the film is, is I think, pretty cool oh yeah there's some themes there's they touch on stuff that could be awesome Mm -hmm. and in terms of post-apocalyptic movies even though this thing makes not one lick of sense it manages to be better than 80 percent of them because they're all so goddamn bad right right yeah it's definitely better than damnation alley but uh anyways the film is essentially about byron who you don't discover immediately but he is an android he uh uh is has killed a guy and so there's bounty hunters after him. He's got a reward on his head. Mark Hamill plays a bounty hunter named Tasker. He's, he's got an assistant lady who's... I, he says he's the law. So he's, he's not a bounty hunter. He's actually... Know, I guess. He's like a he's like a marshal yeah, maybe. or a ranger of the future or something. Yeah. Because he's reporting back, too. They show him reporting back. that He just killed a bunch of dudes when he, yeah. when he offs Ron at Robbie Coltrane's group. Yeah. Yeah, I go, okay. Well, either way, he's, he's after Byron. Uh, Bill Paxton plays a total douche that, uh, steals Byron away from Tasker and they go have a traveling adventure together and learn a little bit about themselves and their own relationship and who they are and what they are. Artificial intelligence. Yeah. Becomes a human after a boner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And non-existent intelligence becomes Bill Paxton. Stays Bill Paxton. Stays Bill Paxton. That's the one thing, the lesson that Bill Paxton never learns is to just shut the fuck up every (laughs) once in a while. Just shut the fuck up. He has a case of the jabber jaws, and every single word he says is just like, "Oh God, your your character sucks, Bill." But then you're not helping it by any means. No, with your acting. it is the role he was born to play. Yeah, it for 
it has graced me in so many ways the last hour and 42 minutes, and one of them is, I think we found it. I think we found more Paxton than has ever been put in a movie. It is Paxton packed. It is all that he can give. One might call it a six Paxton. Get it? Yeah. My jokes suck. Yeah, they do. I was, I'm glad you did that, because I was trying to like work in 110% in Paxton, and it just it wasn't going well. Yeah, he uh he's one of a kind that Bill Paxton. But uh so essentially Tasker's chasing Paxton throughout uh the slipstream world and uh they're getting away and hiding and dealing with this post-apocalyptic world that they've ended up in more than anything. But uh it isn't a total shithole. It's, it's not, not a total shithole, which was nice. I like that too. Yeah. Because most of the it, is this happened in the future and this is a shithole and everybody's eaten uh they're children. Yeah. And it, it's, filming it in uh, Scotland and Turkey probably makes a huge difference in that as opposed to just filming it in the California desert. Because most of the post-apocalypse, oh, the world's been nuked. It's, well, we got to go shoot it out in the fucking desert. Yeah. Where there's nobody but some scorpions that are going to get mutated and get really big and then sting us and we'll die. And production-wise, it's sort of greatest strength could have been its biggest downfall is that shooting aerials in three different countries, holy shit, that cost a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, And absolutely. now we don't have any left. Yeah, we have nothing left to do anything else with. And you can tell they did it first, because there was plenty of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that got old real fast. Yeah. So, anyways, the movie starts out with a voiceover lady telling us that the world has been destroyed, or the civilizations have been destroyed by massive earthquakes that have caused violent winds... And one of them is the slipstream, which now everybody essentially lives and travels via the slipstream. Yeah, like the jet stream turns into an ultraviolet wind force that changes. I, I, I like the fact that they're like, man destroyed the environment. And then they just left it alone mm -hmm. after that. Yeah. Because usually they're going to beat you over the fucking face with it. Yeah. Like, Right. You did this. You on the couch. It's your fault. You bastards. You didn't recycle your beer cans. <laughs> you blew it all up, you bastards. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. No, none of that. Uh, so, Mark Tasker. Mark Tasker. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. As Tasker. Will Tasker. Is chasing Byron over the wasteland. Tasker's in his plane. Byron's on foot in a suit and tie. Chasing him over the highlands of Scotland. And uh, Mark Hamill essentially doesn't make any sense in his chasing techniques because he just gives up on the plane like, there he is, let's buzz him, and then they land, I guess. You know... Because the next time you see him, they're on foot, which is in the same sequence. Like, when did they have time to land that plane? I'm going to get sidetracked on the filmmaking in this constantly. Sure. Uh, it worked in North by Northwest, a plane chasing a man. Mm -hmm. It has never worked since. Mm-hmm. And that is it, not working again. Yeah. It's just not like you don't chase a man running in a plane. Uh huh. You fly past him once and then, well, we got to turn around. Turn, we got to turn around. I hope he doesn't hide behind a rock or something. <laughs> <laughs> like in North by Northwest, he's in the open. He's fucked. Well, freaking, uh, Byron doesn't do that either. He no. instead gets, climbs as high up in the air as he possibly can and like stands on top of a mountain. Where Tasker can just be like, oh, there he is. And they walk up there and then they shoot him in the wrist with his uh, harpoon capturing guy gun. His harpoon gun is not that sweet. No, it's really not. But you, you, I, when he first shoots, he shoots him through the arm 
and he just kind of looks at it. You're like, what? This guy is checked out. This movie is already quite strange. Quite strange. And then he drags him to what would kill. Like, I feel dumb for not figuring out that he was an android master. Because, like, at the very beginning, he gets shot through the arm. It doesn't hurt him. He falls about 60 feet on his face. And he's okay. Well, see, when when he lands, I thought that I saw blood on his face. Like, the land caused him to get hurt. Something, yeah. And it didn't. That's what I thought. I, I thought that he had blood on his forehead. But he shouldn't have blood on his forehead. He shouldn't be, he doesn't, he gets shot in the chest like 17 times and he doesn't bleed. Why he, did he have blood on him at that point? He has like oil. Mm. The blood spots were black when he would get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which oil isn't even black. I don't know. They just, they used the color black for mm-hmm. that. So they've got, they've, they've captured Byron and they're bringing him into Justice Land, wherever Justice Land is. Another place that they mention and don't go. Yeah. And uh, along the way, they have to stop, make a pit stop at uh, Diner Town, I yeah. guess. What is that place? It's, the, it's like a truck stop for, for airplanes. airplanes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. All right. It's pretty sweet. I could go by that. They serve um, rabbits and squirrels there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill Paxton shows up, and he is at he's at 11 instantly. There's no there's no time to prepare for the Paxton. You just get Paxton immediately. Like, and- the very first thing he does is really, really molest a person. Yeah, no, he, well, you know, the, you turn the camera on, you turn the sexual harassment off sort of thing. He showed us all how to do it. Like, yeah. There's every movie you're looking for a guy to get a handful, and at the beginning of this movie, Bill Poxton walks in and goes, this is how you get a fucking handful. Two hands, two boobs. Pulling he, her up off the ground. He picks her up off the ground with her tits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> and he's a total douche. Oh, like, he is just a total douche. douche. Nobody likes him. Like, at least the film understands that he's a not a cool guy. Like, nobody at the diner wants to deal with him. They don't appreciate him. They want him to leave. He's sassing people, sassing ladies, sassing guys. They're like, get out of here. We're trying to work, you jackass. Oh, a kitten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give you this kitten so you give me some pootie. Yeah, so you can cook this cat, probably. Yeah, they probably cooked the cat. Fattened him up and had uh, Chinese food later. Yeah. Nummy. Num num. Uh, so he uh then runs into Tasker's lady friend, who Sam. I had to tell Jackie his na- the name of this woman. Did you catch her name ever? Is it Abigail? No, Abigail is the cultist lady. Okay, Balitsky. Balitsky. Oh, because you're on IMDb. I am on IMDb. Yes. Oh, yes. I had to. <laughs> there's there's a number of things that happened that I needed to be able to look up. Yeah, they don't really do a good job of disclaiming people's names other than byron and tasker uh but yeah blitzky runs into blitzky and he's sassing her and like hey how about some sugar baby and she's like get out of my face total douche <laughs> and uh then he just kind of sits down next to mark hamill and mark hamill explains to him they they like instant relationship i tell me everything i need to know about you okay blah 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 you do the same to me and blah 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 now they understand each other completely within an instant meeting strangers at a diner also quite weird the other thing the beginning of confusing the viewer with whether or not hamill is a bad guy Mm -hmm. like the first half of this movie you're just like he's doing a job Uh uh-huh and then you you really don't get he's a bad guy until the museum, you're like, okay, he's he's definitely a bad guy. You have, like, shades of, he doesn't seem like a good guy, mm-hmm. but he behaves very reasonably to Bill Paxton. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take this stuff rather than arrest you or shoot you. And then even when he's trying to steal his bounty or whatever it is, if you're a marshal, he's very reasonable in that situation. Uh-huh. 
And really, you don't really think about it twice when he kills the rove of bandits, you know, that are that have the contraband because he's a lawman mm-hmm. and yes. he did what he had to do. And the way that he he holds himself and behaves, it he doesn't seem to enjoy it at that point. Later on, it seems like he might enjoy it. Yeah, but he might right be now, a little crazy. Yeah, but right now you're just like he's just doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to really buy Mark Hamill as a bad guy, not because I don't think that he can play a bad guy. I mean, with his acting ability, I think he can do whatever he wants. I think Mark Hamill's a fine actor. He is. He does a he does a, I think a a wonderful job as a bad guy in Hamilton. It's just I can't buy it because his voice is just too friendly. He's you also notice, like, he's fixing a part in the plane while she's flying, and he blows on it, and you see him doing that. Like, he's really good at pretending to fix things. Mm. Like, that's one of his, I think, acting traits. Like, he he can look very calculating and very determined on screen. Like, he's actually putting things together. And that's the problem with him being a bad guy in this, is that he's just too much of a goddamn normal guy for yeah. three quarters of the time right. he's on screen. He's yeah. just a guy doing his job. Yeah, you don't know who the antagonist and the protagonist is in this film. It's very vague. But either way... So they have a showdown, a bro-down showdown, where he finds out that Bill Paxton finds out that Byron is worth a bunch of cash. And uh, so he's going to steal steal Byron from Tasker. And he does so at gunpoint, gets him. Yeah. The, you know, Bill Paxton is the bad guy? Because that's what you think at this point, kind of. Mm-hmm. But later, you know, it's just he's a rascal with a heart of gold, I guess. Yeah. Really, he's just a dickhead. He's a he's a, he's a dumb shit. Yeah, he's this a is, dumb shit dickhead. You, you could jackass. call this movie Flight of the Dickhead. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, yeah, Hamill shoots him with a poison dart in the chest, which is a tracking dart too. Yeah, yeah. Which you don't know, like you you're. I was unconvinced that it was a poison dart for most of the movie. I just thought it was a tracking dart, and he was bluffing, but it turns out he wasn't. Mm-mm. It's both. I guess. But it's a really slow moving very, poison. Very slow. I'll worry about this in a week or so type poison. I got plenty of time to take care of uh, the antidote. And then and sometimes I'm not even going to even worry about the antidote. Let the chips fall where they may. Bill Paxton. You're dying, Bill Paxton. Get the goddamn antidote. He doesn't worry about it. Mark Hamill gets ran over by a plane right here. He gets here. hit by a plane. And she turns to him and says, duck or bleed. And then he gets hit by the wing, and it breaks the wing, and it cuts one of several abrupt cuts just to a guy who looks batshit crazy flying a play. Like he's like, "I'm landed, and there's people there." <laughs> yeah. And then you never fucking see him or he that plane know. again. Nothing happens. His plane gets, I guess, kind of wrecked. It doesn't wipe out Mark Hamill. He just stands like because <laughs> it's an ultralight. It just breaks the wing huh. over his back, and he's like, "Ow, that fucking hurt." <laughs> And then back to doing what I was doing before. Yeah. <laughs> so you know weird. what I kind of think is maybe that wasn't actually part of the movie. Some <laughs> dipshit just came in and she's like, Tucker bleed, because that was her street sign. Street <laughs> sign? <laughs> when she was growing up in Turkey. Tucker bleed. What are you talking about? Did you write this film, Jackie? <laughs> yes. <Because> everything <laughs> you're saying just goes hand in hand with the dialogue in this thing. Yeah, he does seem unsurprised, but then, like, genuinely surprised that he gets hit by it. Like, they were shooting that, like Jackie said, and all of a sudden, like, that guy just hit Mark Hamill with a plane? (laughs) We're going to have to use that. Yeah. Work that in. Mark Hamill's like, fuck you guys. He's like, Gary, are you kidding me? I did this as a favor, you asshole. (laughs) You You just hit me with a fucking plane. (laughs) 
<laughs> it makes for a badass tale, though. I'm, I'm yeah. one guy. I'm one of few men who have been ran over by an airplane, <laughs> and I did more damage to the plane than it did yeah. to me. <laughs> so Paxton flies off with Byron. They're flying around, being weird together. Bill Paxton's just being a butthole, and Byron is being very strange and yeah. like almost poetic, like just. Oh, the the air is lovely in springtime he and says, flowers bloom when yeah. man meets earth. What? And at this point, I thought that Byron was a religious nut job. I thought he was. Cookie. I thought he was Jesus for half of the movie. Yeah, I thought he was Jesus. I yeah. didn't think he was a like robot. he was some kind of prophet guy. Yeah, spilling out weird things. And then, and you know, like then they go to this first village and he heals some kid's sight. Oh, he had cataracts, and I fixed him. Really, with what? Because then you learn later that, no, he does not have magical healing powers. Yeah, he can't heal So he just everybody. did a cataract surgery, like, yeah. right in the middle of the fucking village? Well, yeah, and it's also, like, the ambition of the ideas in the project and then, like, what happens with the production is that in the movie, <laughs> you just see a kid with a blindfold on, and then you see a kid not wearing a blindfold. It's like, <laughs> I fixed it. You took off the blindfold? Nice. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, they, yeah, I mean, it, this takes place at the next scene, which is in Shantytown on the side of the mountain. There's these people are weird, yeah. but, but I think that they're Bill Paxton's people. Like, this is where Bill Paxton lives. Yeah, yeah. That, that's his town. OK, why did he take Byron there? Wouldn't he just take him directly to wherever the churn in and get the money station is? No, he grabbed some shit when he got there. Hmm. And everybody was taking a bath together in the laundry. Yeah, in the in a giant bathtub. Right, with a lobster. Because that's not going to pinch your genitals. Yeah. Again, the, weird. Was the lobster cooked, though? It looked cooked, it yeah. It looked cooked. Like, he was... I thought it was one of those rubber lobsters. Robbie Coltrane, as he says laundry, you see that there's other clothes in there. And Robbie Coltrane is eating a lobster. So I am to assume that they are... He's triple dipping. <laughs> he's, oh, no. He's washing his drawers. He's... Washing his himself, his bits, and he's having a nice lunch all at the same time. This is a man who can multitask <laughs> with his friends. With his friends, yeah, not even bath time by yourself. You got you got company. Everybody in here, bath laundry. If you got time, lunch. You can if you can pull it off like me. You can you can slip a third thing into this. <laughs> yeah. So Byron escapes. He's he has the healing powers to save the child's eyesight, I guess. We, I still, yeah, I'm with you guys because I, I wrote down he's got healing powers, but then later he doesn't have healing powers. He's, he's just a medic. Yeah, he's just a medic, I guess. But, uh, or really good at untying knots in a blindfold. <laughs> so yeah. they, they take off. They go to where the next stop, I guess. And, uh, Tasker is hunting them down. Tasker and Belitsky. And, yes. uh, he, he runs into, Robbie Coltrane out wandering around and but okay so you're saying that Robbie Coltrane and his group were bandits no they're just on their own I thought they were just guys walking around no they had contraband on them the poppy seed contraband oh that's right but they don't but Tasker didn't know that did he no he said for he guns him. like he's basically like guns are illegal unless you're me if you have one I'm gonna fucking shoot you that's the way that log works now uh-huh well, he does. He kills them all. Yeah. I mean, his lady, Belitsky. Where they're actually probably as much law in that area as there actually is. What? So, Robbie Coltrane's people, mm -hmm. they're running that area. Oh, yeah. They're in the forbi forbidden zone. The forbidden zone. They're 
probably the administration, the law, whatever. It's a, you know, the world is broken apart. They're the authority. He's the actual representation of governmental authority that doesn't reach out that far. So you even though no he's jurisdiction like jurisdiction here, exactly. Tasker. And then they, you know, they all get shot because yeah. they try to shoot him. Yeah. He's better at it. And then pans to dead faces as they put a rock over the rock grave. More abrupt editing. The editing gets less abrupt mm-hmm. as it goes on, but it seems like they just had a hard time getting this thing together in various points because the diner scene was just like hacked together. Uh-huh. He gets hit by the plane, and then Bill Paxton is in the air. Right. That was fast. Just like the very start where Byron's running on the ground and getting chased by the airplane. And then all of a sudden, Mark Hamill and Belitsky are on the ground chasing him. Where's your plane? Where did you put that thing? Anyways, moving on. So I, you start to get the hint that maybe this uh, Tasker guy's got a little, likes, likes the taste of blood. But either way. I didn't. I thought that he was just doing his job again. All right. Well, then that scene's totally unnecessary. Cut it. Doesn't matter. Uh, Bill Paxton's flying around with Byron, being a douche as usual. He sees some yoga lady that lives in a mountain, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was just an unnecessary <laughs> scene of some naked lady doing she, yoga. She wasn't naked. She had bottoms on. She had bottoms on. I couldn't she was really like, tell if she had anything else. Because at first, like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's far enough away that you can tell that she's lifting her leg up and you're like, is this seriously just going to be like Beave the shot? You can't do that. Yeah, you can't show Beave. And then they get close enough, you're like, oh, she's just wearing her underwear and doing some weird stretches. Hey, check it out, bro. Look at that. Woo. Uh, then he's like, reminds me of this girl I used to know back in the day. I think about her sometimes. Oh, shut up, Bill. Shut up. He won't shut up. He won't, he shut, won't up. shut up. The guy just talks. You know. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to find her, and then, uh, I'm gonna give up this lifestyle and start a balloon shop. What? He, his balloon shop that he's gonna start is gonna turn into a balloon town. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. It seems like it works out in the end, the way they shoot the credits. <laughs> it's like, well, this is a stupid idea, but he, it's great. Oh, God, he is so freaking dumb and weird. But yeah, he wants to own a balloon factory. That's his life goal. Have, have balloons in the sky with his name on them. Ugh. What, wait, what's your name? Because you haven't told us that yet in this movie, goddammit. Turns out it's Matt Owens. Um, yeah, but we don't find that out until like the last 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. And then somebody's like, hey, Matt. And you're like, his name's Matt? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, they have to land for the night and bed down. I got my eye on you, android guy. You're not escaping. He doesn't know that he's an android. Oh, yeah, that's He's true. like, do you always sleep with your eyes open? And the, dro- the droid's like, I don't sleep. I don't dream. And Bill Paxton's such a dipshit that he's like, e- along with me, I did not get that he was an android. I still don't get it at this point. Yeah, he's, uh, oh, God, the dialogue is just so bad. Shut up and go to sleep. You're the one that's talking, <laughs> Jabber Jaws. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> So they, uh, the next day they, f- they're flying along to going to wherever. And now Bill Paxton is lost, I think. Yeah. He doesn't know where the hell he is. I don't know when he got lost or what happened, but I think he got lost about 10 years before the movie started. <laughs> I don't He's, know where he is. He floats back into whatever, like his town with Robbie Coltrane. Everyone's like, Oh, he kind of found his way back again. How do you get lost on the slipstream? That's the real problem I have is that if it's like the jet stream and it has a single path. Uh huh. It's upstream, downstream. Up, upstream, Two downstream. Two directions. Everything's on it. You can't get lost. And that also, there's 
probably not an upstream if it's that strong, so you just have to go all the way around the world oh, to get be. back to where you're going. Huh. Uh-oh, that's a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> that's why he can find the one spot. Like, he lives where he comes from is on the top of a mountain, and eventually you're going to make it back there because of the wind, but every once in a while you can just get blown around and you end up wherever. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this case, he gets blown over to some people that are hurt. Looks like a battlefield down there. Which does? It doesn't, and then there's never mention of a battle afterwards. They're huh. just like, oh, no, we were just being miserable outside. We're actually quite good here. Thank you. No, what it reminded me of is those um, commercials, like, for 25 cents a day, you can feed these people. Yeah, kind of. In this shitty village. I'm like, oh, my God. Kind of like that. Yeah, I can see that. This is when the movie started to really lose me. And, <laughs> like, Clean at this water. point, it had just been weird. Now I really don't know fucking what is going on. No. I have no clue what's happening in this film. Yeah, what's going on? I think, yeah, this, it gets into the point where they go inside, and they apparently have a very good community set up, but they're um, Luddites, and they don't like technology or whatever. Right, or like the Amish. Ben so- Kingsley is their guy. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the droid, Byron, just picks up this prehistoric wheel yeah, thing like off of him that's wheel from the stone age i need to get stuck on this part for a minute so they have they you got ben kingsley mm-hmm. and what they were going to do with him originally probably didn't work out because of the way that this thing went production wise so what did they come up with in a moment's notice well he'll just be trapped under a rock <laughs> how did you get under there because it doesn't not, make any fucking outside sense. where this metaphor Oracle battlefield would have happened. He's inside of a cave <laughs> under a wheel. <laughs> How long that, has he been there? <laughs> like he had to go through a serious amount of trouble to get trapped under there. Like that would be hard to do. <laughs> Whatever he how he got there is incomprehensible. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Our leader is trapped under the rock. How the fuck did he do? How how did you do that? I was I was trying to get cheese. I we don't even real have pickle. that. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been the dialogue of this film. Because I this I don't understand anything that happens here. It is I I guess that they have like a theological debate kind of like yes. So I am to assume that Ben Kingsley's character is from where the central government is located, and he's taking these people here to avoid the technology that is once again ruining the earth uh-huh. he knows that byron is an android i think yes i he think i immediately got that. Yeah. knows because he's probably seen one like him before he yeah. he understands immediately what's happening well he's got two i don't clues. know that he does because he's like this guy is a false prophet well yeah he's a, he's a robot yeah that, that's the way he's taking they his own religion technology yeah he's Oh, I didn't get that part. So he's, and, and, okay, so, so maybe what he's saying is don't follow this guy. He may seem amazing, but he is a false prophet because he could, maybe Ben Kingsley could see that, oh, this guy's got powers. People are going to start. He's, he's Jesus like. Uh, don't, but he's not, he's not Jesus. Do not follow him. He's, he's a robot. And that he's set up his whole society on the fact that he's the prophet. Mm -hmm. So that's the language he's using. But in reality, he's a guy from the central authority area. Who knows that that is an android? Okay, you did good with that, because I was lost. Yeah, did not know what the hell was going on in yeah. the scene. He, uh, the only thing that really I took away from it was that we know now that uh, Byron's got super strength, because he pulls the heavy wheel off of him, and then he uses his own hair to 
bees to so stitch Ben Kingsley's wound up. Yes. So he's got he can just pull miracles out of his ass whenever. He, like pulls a hair and then he stretches it out. Yeah. Which was weird. And then has a needle appear from nowhere. They as they were making this Either in the script, he's more superhuman android than he is in the movie, or at some point, they just couldn't really decide how awesome this guy was and what he was really doing. Mm -hmm. Like, that all gets lost. There seemed to be no real decision on on the level of finite power that he has. Yeah. Well, Ben Kingsley doesn't like it, so what do they do to him? They strap him to a kite and stick him in the slipstream. And God will tell them whether or not he's worthy. What? How? When does that happen? What is the... She says something about they're going to leave him up there for a while, so like he's okay. going to be okay. It's not a very good test for him, because he's just going to hang out up there right. until they're done with that. A little and... bored, but I'm all right. Yeah. I, I can I can get shot in the chest 16 times and then crash a plane into a mountain. I will be all right. You can leave him up there for three years, pull him down, and be like, would you like some tea? Yeah. So I just don't know what the result is. Okay. He goes up there. He dies. It's just the people's thought that's the witch hunt like if she sinks yeah she wasn't a witch that's that test you weigh more than a duck yeah and it's not gonna work because he's an android but ben kingsley couldn't tell him don't do that test that won't work he's already dead oh yeah oh ben kingsley's death was bad sir ben kingsley Gandhi. No, sir. Ben Kingsley yeah, on that no. death. <laughs> <laughs> he should have done the cross-eyed arm out thing. <laughs> Stick his tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> I'm dying in this scene. No, like he goes, uh, and then he opens one eye and goes, I died. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, might as well have been. So... It, Baxton's got to get him down. So he, uh, I kind of liked this. He's all <laughs> such a douche. Tasker's there. They show up. Uh, Belitsky's there. And he's like looking at Belitsky and he's like, I'm going to save his ass because I'm cool guy. You want to bow me, right? And she's like, not a chance. He's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? he says something fairly awesome that's like, I'll find my way back by the light in your eyes. <laughs> and then he pulls his parachute and fucking shoots up the rope. I was like, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's got a lanyard onto the, the kite rope. Yeah. And, uh, because of the heavy winds, he can just deploy a uh, parachute and go zip, right, zip up, right up there. Right up there. So, uh, he's up there trying to, his plan, I guess, is, well, now that Tasker and Blitzky are here, we got to get the fuck out of here. So I'm going to cut the kite rope, and then we're just going to fly off, and they'll never see us again. So he starts cutting the rope. Yeah. Well, he gets the he gets Byron off of the crucifix thing. Kite. Thing. Yeah. But they're still up on the kite. Right. They're in there, and he's trying to cut the rope. Yep. So Blitzky's like, uh-uh, you can't do that, Bill Paxton, you son of a bitch. I knew you were going to double churn. Double cross. Double cross. Double turn. <laughs> I know you're going to hump and double churn us. Um, <laughs> so she does the same thing. She lanyards her way up there via parachute. Yeah. And uh, that causes the rope to snap. And, no, he's cutting it. Well, he's cutting it, but I think that her extra weight, they, they weren't prepared. Well, then their plan he's, fucking sucks because all sucks. that thing does okay. is fly directly into well, a mountain and crash. Going back before that. They don't need his help. <laughs> <laughs> to be an idiot. To be, yeah, like, 
We can go do what we, what Bill Paxton was going to do on our own. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Let's get the wild card idiot involved in this plan that is dubious <laughs> at best. Exactly. Because really what you want to do is just get like a, a block and tackle or something and just, just uh, roll up, reel in the rope. Just pull that rope yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just pull them down. Pull them down. Well, they crash into a mountain and they wipe out Tasker on the way, squish him. Meanwhile, it has, I, I've got a note here that right before that, Tasker did reveal to Bill Paxton that Byron was an android. So now that's out in the open. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, then, yeah, that makes sense. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so makes... he's not a prophet. He's just an android. He's an android with Jesus oh, powers. Okay. Yeah. So Byron goes out. They they get into a cave. They're all okay after this crash that mangles the kite and rolls over down a cliff face seventy feet. Everybody's okay, but Tasker. Tasker's still outside. Got to go find Tasker. So Byron goes out to find him. Instead, he finds one of the cultist crazies, the uh, the lady Abigail. Yeah, she's brings her back. Well, she's like on a pilgrimage to find stuff to help the her society, which is Ben Kingsley's society. No, no, she's from the museum. Oh, and she's been traveling, trying to gather resources to bring back to their society to help. Like that's part of their thing. Again, there's like so many other movies and other literature that I have to draw upon uh -huh. that they're copying to yeah. make this make sense that okay. I've read, watched, or seen. So part of theirs is like, as you come of age, you have to leave for a while, go find something, bring it back that's useful, and then you're officially part of the community at what point do you come of age because she appears to be uh in about her 40s she's not good at finding stuff yeah she's been out there for a long time yes <laughs> maybe she just has skin damage from all the wind oh that could be that could be so the age it, it aged her horribly yeah yeah she's actually 17 the face of bruce jenner ew yeah oh that sucks because i totally thought she was part of ben kingsley's group no so they uh they bring her along they get back to the plane and now there's three of them because Blitzky's like, uh, yeah, you're cool and all now. I think you're all right, but I'm with Tasker. I would die for him. But she's... So see ya. This is the beginning of her liking him, mm -hmm. which never works out to me because he's just too big of a dickhead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she's like, well, I'm just giving you a head start. That's all. And mm -hmm. I'm like... Wink, wink. And then he looks up and you can tell... I, I wrote down my note at this point is romance question mark? Yeah. Because he's like, well, I really like her. Not enough that I wouldn't just bone some lady at a party later in the movie. He uh, says something dumb about it, too. Like, oh, yeah. He, I think he says, I like her. Or something dumb. Something dumb like that. Unfortunately, the IMDb page does not have very many quotes from this film, and there should be, like, I should just be reading everything that Bill Paxton says right now, because it's all so dim. No, we're watching a viewable copy of this as viewable copies of this are available. Yeah. Like, this was uh, VHS only for a long time, and most of the tapes were not sold, lost. I mean, this thing has been buried. I've been trying to watch this movie since the year 2000. I've been trying to find a fucking copy of this. 15-year journey, so now you can take this back to your civilization and they'll make <laughs> you a member? Yes. I'm actually going to make Roman watch it the next time I, I was like, I found it, Roman. <laughs> nice. Well, they strap Byron to the top because now there's three of them. You got Abigail riding inside the plane. It's a two-seater, and Byron's just up there having a good time up on the wing, getting bugs in his teeth, riding the slipstream. That sounds really nasty. Riding the slipstream? Yeah. Or getting bugs in your teeth. 
right in the slipstream. Mm-hmm. Like a little creepy. Yeah, well, eh, that's me in a nutshell. Uh, so they run out of fuel and crash. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> like, that didn't make any sense at all. And they crash pretty good. Like, yeah. it doesn't... Ultralights don't make holes. They it, just, like, hit the ground, and then they shatter into a million pieces, and you die. They crash so hard that they're, they were buried in the earth. Yeah. Like, all of the... They, they had to go out the top of the cockpit, and it was buried in the earth. They were going 17,000 miles per hour. Kind of like a meteor. Yeah. Whatever. Well, Byron's okay. And they go, and they find... Uh, Abigail leads them to the museum place with the civilization that lives inside there and they're they're living in the lap of luxury they've got all this stuff power food air kind of it's dissolving beds and fireplaces it's fancy clothes and jewelry yeah they're they're the well-to-do people that are living and but their society is sort of crumbling yeah things are falling apart they got got their problems but they don't address they don't really want to fix them other than sending people out to get no it seems like they just want to have parties and dance around all the time they get bored with being drunk all the time i guess huh well it seems like they're not really trying very hard to stop no because they just throw a party for no reason I think they have, that's the party of the night, which yeah. will happen tomorrow night. Yeah. It's it's Aloha Friday. Oh, is it? <laughs> Every fucking Friday is Aloha Friday. <laughs> and this is when I came back to the movie, because at this point, I was really confused, and then everything was just kind of clear all of a sudden, and I was like, oh, okay, Android. Uh-huh. He's finding. He, he's, I've he's, been to that museum. Point, I'm he like, starts okay. to. Uh, he he starts to understand that he wants more than to just be an android. He starts looking for his humanity. He's, he's he. Uh, I am led to believe falls in love or at some extent is attracted at least to Abigail, and that makes him start to enjoy life. He's got the relationship with Bill Paxton. They're now bros. Bill Paxton gives him his freedom. Says, you know what? I can't turn you in. You're my bro, dude. There's the scene with him in the fake jungle business, which this is something that I might be reaching out there, but I think this is what they were trying to say, is that he becomes a man by becoming an animal, because man is an animal. Because they have that whole thing where he pretends oh, to be an animal. A long it's not a long stretch. The way that it's presented to me, I think that's what they were doing there. I, think I don't think they it's were clear. making the sexy. And that that was their that was their sexy time that it they've was, got a little furry fetish. But that was all part of that whole man is an animal business. Mm, that mm, mm, yeah, I don't I'm know. I didn't it. see that. I think, was... I think he boned down and uh, he did became became a man. Like wow, boning down is pretty sweet. And Gonna... that cracked into his humanity. He was yeah. like, I I'm a person now. But they made the sex like animals. Because that's their thing. They're they're freaky deaky. All right, I'm I'm thinking that <laughs> it's sex over a bobcat. That somebody, writer before, writer on scene, director, that was like, this is the statement. It didn't come across then, then very well. Then why is she like, rawr, rawr? She's all crawling through the jungle, all cat-like. And she's like, she's a crazy roar. bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think it's freaky deaky stuff, man. Yeah. Well, whatever. They, uh, they fall in love. Everybody falls I, in love. So I'm going to blow one of my three questions right now. Uh-huh. Does he have a wiener? Yeah, because they later are talking about how robot sex... They, yeah, they're mechanical, like it's rhythmic or something. Like, yeah, whatever they were saying. He's a machine. Eater, yes, eater, I am. Eater. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It works. She likes it. So Bill Paxton bones down as well with some lady that's not Belitsky. I don't know where she came from. I guess she's just one of the party girls. Oh, she's F. Uh, Marie Abraham's daughter. Did you guys catch that? Yes, that's what you were saying. Like you didn't. 
you're asking who she is. I thought that she was one of Kingsley's people, and now you're just saying you remember her being. No, no, F3. I'm talking about Bill Paxton's bone down chick. No, the gal Abigail is F. Murray Abraham's oh. daughter. Then who's the bo- Bill Paxton bone down chick? She's just some party girl, she's just dude. Some lady of town. No, she's just a party girl. She's a record. But there you go. Once again, he's getting his handful. Sexual yep. harassment time off. Yeah, yeah. It's in Tokyo a little bit. Uh, yeah. So everybody's happy. They're loving living there. They want to stay there. Let's let's become members of the society. It's great, but the uh, the society doesn't really care for them being there. They're kind of freeloading. Like, are you you're just gonna open the doors and let everyone in now and fuck this place up? Yeah, that's on its that's fucking itself up on it. Like it's on its last leg already. Yeah, the air the air's not so good. So. uh Byron's got to fix the air conditioner. And they're like, oh, you can't breathe down there. Two guys had gas masks in the previous scene. Yeah, why don't they no put shit. those on, go down there, and fucking know. fix the air conditioner? Whatever. I'll tell you why. is because they just want to dance and have parties. Yeah. yeah. They don't know anything. No, they don't. Pulling a train on Bill Paxton's blonde lady. That's what they're up to. Jungle freaky-deaky shit. What a bunch of weirdos. I'll meet you by the foxes yeah. later. No, my joke when we were watching it, and she's like, I need something. And he's like, I'm going to give you herpes. And then she's <laughs> like, uh-huh, I gave you a three-to-one trade, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you got all of it. <laughs> the herpagonacephalase. <laughs> yeah. So Tasker finds the museum. Don't know how. Just shows up. Hey, what's this place? Let's go in here. Oh, there's people in here. And he murders everybody. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's roughing people up, punches F. John Abraham in the face with his gun. Well, he knows how to deal with Nancy's. Yeah. There's, again, with his, the, you, you know he's a little bit crazy. Is he, in the plane, it seems like he's, you know, doing his work, like killing mm-hmm. everybody who he thinks is, like, he's turned into judge, jury, and the executioner. That's the only scene you get it. Mm-hmm. With this, if they didn't have that scene, I still wouldn't think he's that bad a guy. I think he's super fucking pissed. Because he got hit by a kite and it almost killed him. Yeah. And this has now become more trouble than oh, it's he's worth. He's already been ran over by a plane. And, and it's he's become been ran over by a kite. Yeah. This is he's at his breaking point. This is more trouble than it's worth. I'm done fucking around. Yeah. Well, he uh the lady, Belitsky, she shoots Paxton with a dart. He's like, son of a bitch, punches her right in the face. But it turns out the dart was the antidote. I like you too, Bill Paxton. He's like, How long did I have? And she was like, I don't know, like two days. Yeah. Long enough. Time enough for love. Yeah, time enough for love. So, there's a shootout, because Tasker's uh, trying to get Byron. Byron doesn't want to go. Guns fired. Abigail takes it in the chest. Oh, no. She's dead. And then he says, this is how I thought it would turn out. Again, without the scene where he's like, I'm kind of crazy. Without that scene again, it's like, just a guy doing his job. Yeah. Like, I did not want to do this. This is, I knew it was going to end up like this if I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, either way, Tasker grabs Byron. They leave, kind of. Byron's like, I gotta, I gotta go do this thing. I have nothing left to live for now. That Abigail is dead. They, uh, this is a weird scene. This almost makes sense to me. Like, he walks out on his own, mm-hmm. but then he immediately grabs the rifle because he's just watched him get shot by a shotgun, mm-hmm. have some other things. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get the heaviest caliber gun I got. I'm done fucking around with this guy. I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I, the, the entertainment of this is over. Yeah. She liked the dude. I entertained her with that. I'm going in. I'm going to grab a rifle and I'm going to end this android. Yeah. But it doesn't work because it's not a big enough gun. Yeah. He just shoots him in the chest, keeps walking. So he decides to run him over with the plane. I'm going to squash you. 
hits him, bounces up into the engine, and then now he's in the plane. Whoops, that backfired. Yeah, that didn't work out good. Plane's all fucked up, and he punches through the wall and grabs Tasker, and they rumble in the plane. Plane gets even more fucked up, I guess, with legs flying around, just flailing limbs. The the cockpit gets all fucked up. Oh, Byron kicks most of the instruments out. He Mm. just, like, kicks the shit out of the plane, like, I've ruined the plane, now what? And then Hamill turns to him and says, I've touched the face of God, which then sort of shifts gears for Byron, but it doesn't, like... I didn't I really didn't get, get this. One. I did not get this at all. Well, Tasker also earlier after he kills the um Robbie Coltrane and his group, he says some religious bullshit as well that like what's Tasker's fucking deal? Now, at the very fucking beginning of the movie, Byron says to Tasker, "I've touched the face of God" when he after he falls on his face and they're picking him up to arrest him. And then he says that back to him when they're in the plane, and then that's supposed to do something, but instead of saving him, he, like, uses the controls of the plane, what he can get back, to fly <laughs> directly into the side of the biggest rock face that he We're can find. We're gonna make it! And I like how, in order to make this plane go, it's like directing a horse. Like, yeah, he's just got horse reins. Pull on the reins. The wires are horse reins. <laughs> Which, I mean, there is cables that connect... But that's not what it looked like. It didn't no. look like he found the steering cables yeah. and was running, that, pulling the those cables. Those are the wires that run the radio. They looked like fiber optics. Yeah. Yeah. Which they weren't running. It was, that was the, uh, the sparkle Christmas tree that he had down there. <laughs> Yank on that. Well, uh, Tasker's dead. He got exploded. But Byron's okay. He Made walks, of tougher stuff. Yeah. He walks all the way back to crazy museum place where Paxton's hanging out at. We're like, oh, man. This is a pickup scene. Because that wasn't what you never see the outside of the museum right, area, right? Because they probably scrapped what they had, right? And then, then that was obviously back in Scotland, uh-huh. so they were outside as near as they could get to Pinewood to pick that scene up. Yeah. Well, the plan now is that Byron's going to go off, and he's heard tale of going up as high as you can. That there may because nobody else can live there. That that may be where the other androids are. So he's going to go live in the sky. I guess top of a mountain. mention of things we can't see again. Yeah. And uh, Paxton and Blitzky right off in the sunset together with their balloon factory company. That turns into a balloon town of happiness. Yeah. She bought in. Yeah. I still don't, I'm I'm thinking it's dubious, but it works according to the credit sequence. Yeah. Credits. Happiness are balloons. Yeah. Weird film. Give me your questions. What is robot sex like? Do they climax, or is it like a vibrator when you're like, oh, I'm done, and then you just turn him off? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering, mm-hmm. like, if not only he thrusts, but, like, his wiener, like, extends on its own. Like, yeah, it's, like and he's then getting spins. The, yeah, like, he does the whole thing. Yeah. Like, she's never going back. Oh. Yeah. Well, she can't, because she's quite dead. Quite dead. If she wouldn't have died, she's like, no, I'm keeping this yeah, one. Yeah, but what happens when uh, the android orgasms? Sure, it makes sense for a female, but uh, what what comes a little bit of oil? I don't now, know, or is it? My question that I just asked about him having a wiener, and uh-huh. Jackie's like, what's robot sex like? Here's a very pertinent question about the wiener. Why does he have a wiener? He Why was he built specifically to be the companion for a gentleman. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Gentleman's companion. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, again, with that, huh. If Hollywood has taught me anything, it's that all androids in films are pleasure models. Every single one of them. The guy that built it 
was like, well, if he ever becomes conscious and he doesn't have a wiener, he's going to know that life sucks <laughs> immediately. So we better just put one on just in case AI develops. Which leads to my question. Who the fuck made Byron? Who is, like, Again, a with, company? Yeah, you go back to the Ben Kingsley being from the town of authority that, like, this is the town that we were probably meant to see that ne we never got to see the central location of this new world that they brought us to. Blah. It's a mess because they mention it and you don't get to see it. Yeah. Sam? What is Byron's name? Why can't it be Byron? It's not. He's quoting Byron. Yeah. He I says that. Byron. Lord Byron. Lord Byron. Yeah. I think the better ending of this versus like you get the uh the they they borrowed the ending of this in the 13th warrior. Goodbye Northman. <laughs> Goodbye Arab. <laughs> end of the movie. They do that. Here uh -huh. he's like bye. Uh -huh. See ya. See you later. The end the good end of the movie would have been where they're up against the rocks and he just walks off after he just goes Pete and he's like, "What? My name's Pete." Yep. That would have been like you're my friend. Uh-huh. This is what my actual name is. Yeah, I like that. That's a good call. Jackie did he actually fix the air conditioner or did like <laughs> he was down there and Bill Paxton was like, you're free. And he's like, fuck these guys. <laughs> and he made some fireworks happen. And then he's like, fuck you and your air conditioner. Well, I think he fixed it because he wanted to stay. That was because he says that he's like, are you free to go? And he's like, am I free to stay? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm maybe he never had time because Tasker shows up and shoots the place up. Yeah. Again, <laughs> we don't know if the air conditioner is fixed. Yeah. I'm going to say no. It didn't get it fixed. It didn't? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Right. Oh, we're split decision. <laughs> I'm not voting. I abstain. Who did Byron kill? I am assuming he killed his master under his master's request. Yeah, that's what I mm. thought, too, is because he said, because uh, Bill Paxton was like, well, he was asking for it, right? And he's like, yes, he was. Yeah, so it's it's literally asking for it. Please kill me, Byron. More stuff that we didn't get to find out about. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that theory. I'll go with that. Sam? So, Belitsky, does she just like dickheads? Yes. Okay. That's all I've got left for questions. <laughs> you know, options of handsome guys in Slipstream World are probably pretty limited. Uh, I looked at some of the other people in the diner. You know, yeah. she's she's got, it's either Tasker or Bill Paxton. Well, Tasker's dead. I guess I gotta be a balloon manufacturer now? Well, you know, he had a plane. Yeah. You know, she she probably hung with Tasker because she could stay alive that way, but she's probably seen enough. She's mm -hmm. she's had enough of killing everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. Like Tasker's Danton with purpose. <laughs> no, wait, Dan. No, no, he's no, not. He's not Danton. not Danton with purpose. But not, he's pretty he's badass. Close he's to kind Danton. of badass. He he's... only gets killed. The only thing that can kill him is a fucking super android, or. Flying a plane into a mountain killed by him a up super pretty engine, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think it took quite a bit to I, take this yeah. asshole down. Right. Jackie, any more questions? No. All right. Uh, what's the convergence? That's where the continents smash together after the earthquake, causing the cities to collide with one another, and they called it the convergence. They talked about that in the very first of the movie, and that's why the mm. museum, the Albert Prince Albert Museum, mm -hmm. was kind of underground there because mm. it had. London had been smushed into Scotland. I see. Oh, okay. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah, that big earthquake that they talked about at the beginning. Sam, what is the convergence? No, no I was done. My, the, what's the fucking deal with Belitsky was my last okay. question. I have one more question, and it's the most important question we could possibly ask. Does Bill Paxton audition? I don't think so. Nope. I don't think he can. No, there's no way. Uh, How does he get jobs? Because he knows everybody. He was an art director. Oh. He was a set designer and an art director for uh, Cameron. There you go. 
There you go. He knows everybody. Yeah. Like, we need a crazy guy. Let's Paxton do one. Yeah, fuck it. Get Paxton. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good. I don't I don't want Bill Paxton on audition. I want him in all of my films. I love Bill Paxton. Terrible actor. <laughs> but he's yeah, great. Yeah, he was made he's for great. this role though. He I was, mean, he was he was great in this movie. This was it was the role he was born to play. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Do we uh what's your final verdict on the film? I fucking loved it. I also enjoyed it. I think it is uh, a good time. It's bad and confusing but i think it's a really fucking cool movie it's a really good find yeah like i was so happy to finally see it and i wasn't disappointed and the hot mess of it adds to it like the dialogue Mm -hmm. just not making sense because they just had to have words because they were shooting the scene and it wasn't what it was supposed to be helps it be more of a disaster than it already is yeah i liked it jackie yeah i i like the story behind it the, after I was able to piece it all together at the very end, like the last 10 minutes. But yeah, once you kind of get to the last 10 minutes and you figure out what the hell is actually going on, then you're like, oh, all well, that other stuff makes sense. This is actually an okay movie. Mm-hmm. I think if they would have actually had, if they would have pulled off what they had in the script, I don't think it would have made money. But I think it would have been one of those movies that like has a super huge following. Yeah, I think it, I think that there was a good movie in there. It's just they did not get it. They didn't get it. I don't know that there was ever a financial success in there, no, but I think I that there yeah. was a good movie there. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a shame, but uh, either way, I liked it. So yeah, I like uh, it. yeah check yeah, it out. Too. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, I'm I Sam was saying that that it's public domain, so we should have this movie on our YouTube channel. So uh, watch it there and enjoy. Next week it will be Jackie's pick. Do you have any idea what you're going to do, Jackie? None. Zip zero zilch. Zip zero zilch. At this Man. point, <clears throat> I I'm thinking another action movie. But I'm also thinking haunted spooky movie because no, no. I just I love haunted spooky no, movies. Haunted what about spooky. a what about a song movie? Oh, Newsies yeah. and dancing. And... Newsies is not a bad movie. It's I just, know, but Justin would think it was shit. It's god awful to watch because it's a children's movie where they sing and dance. But I was thinking more like Justin to Kelly. Oh god! Oh no. oh god! <laughs> Maybe we should do that one next. Oh, it's out there. Well, we'll see what happens. Oh, that one with Britney Spears. Crossroads now. Oh. Either way, get to the chopper or your super glider. Balloon. Balloon, get to your balloon. Get get to your balloon shop town. (laughs) In the air. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.